I'm Josh. I'm Austin. I'm Justin. Hey guys, have you seen A Matter of Taste serving up Paul Liebrandt? No. Nope. This is a one that two of us haven't seen, and it's Justin and I, which is really rare. Well, it's not surprising when it's my movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did you make this? Did you write, direct it, yes. produce, and film it? I directed this documentary. <laughs> Oh, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. yeah. Well, it's um, the theme of my list. I was going to say, yeah, you've, yeah, it's been a while since your movie got chosen, and you've been dropping little clues here and there, so I'm going to put on my detective hat and guess that it's a movie about a chef. A documentary okay. about one. That's what she means about. <laughs> yeah. I actually put on a hat for all of you listening mm-hmm. home who aren't members of our Patreon. Who knows, by the time this airs, we might have a Patreon where they and can watch us. Retroactively filmed yourself. I'll film myself put on a hat for the people on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say... Uh, you want to take the first elevator pitch? I'm going to guess... That's what we do. The people who haven't seen the movie on this show give a blind elevator pitch. I'm going to guess... This is a documentary about a cannibal chef. About a chef that once I was gonna say cannibal, but maybe not quite that far. Okay, just like serves deemed weird, I guess. (laughs) Okay, so it's like really avant-garde chefery. It's it's strange cooking. Maybe he's not good. It's a matter of taste. Maybe he because. This is kind of going to be informed. I just watched the documentary now last night with um, the 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 Peruvian cook who only makes rice and chicken, and it's like a three star Michelin restaurant. All he cooks is with four ingredients. Documentary now is a, a comedy series on mm-hmm. IFC with uh, Fred Armisen. He was playing him, so that's what I'm thinking. He he has he's a really simple chef, and he breaks the rules. I'm going complete opposite. Okay. Like, like Andy Warhol of chefs. Just like... Throwing food at the wall and yeah. then licking it off? Just weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is Josh's movie, so I don't know what to expect. <laughs> this could be a documentary about the men who eat sushi off of women. <laughs> and their terrifying Maybe stories. Maybe it's a guy who does like cut off pieces of himself yeah. and serve it to people. That's totally illegal. You can do that. Like... <laughs> if some of my other movies haven't been approved, I'm pretty sure that one. <laughs> you snuck this one in. <laughs> it's under the radar. I hope you like it. I made it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we're going to watch it. A Matter of Taste. And get back to you. This was a documentary from 2010 or 11. I conflicting sources. Uh, made by HBO, but it's not on HBO. If you look at it on HBO, they want you to try a seven-day trial of a Flim Dango or something. It's some service I'd never heard of. I was like, I'm not doing that, because then I'll forget it. And every month, $4 will go to Flim Dango <laughs> for this one movie. So we're going to be watching it in standard death, sadly. <laughs> oh. HD or SD? Choice SD. <laughs> All right, we'll be back.
and we are back with Have You Seen A Matter of Taste. Good job, Josh. I liked it. Okay. That's, uh, it was better than your last movie. That's not hard to top. Bieber 2. Welcome it back to the Beeve. much more entertaining to watch this stuff than uh, watch Justin Bieber not get chicken nuggets. <laughs> Leave it to Beeve. No. Um... Uh, so this, I guess we'll do the rundown, because we haven't seen it. Whoa. Flipping things up. Yeah, right. Uh, so it's about a, one specific chef. We follow him, and I found this odd right away. We follow him for ten years. Why is there cameras on him for ten years? <laughs> right, you're saying it's like a boy's tale. It's a chef's life. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't get this at all, because at first he was not a Michelin star Chef, he, right? He was a sous chef who moved from uh, England to Paris to study under some like great chefs for seven years, I think he said. And then he moves to New York, becomes a sous chef, and finally becomes the head chef at a restaurant called Gilt. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really avant-garde. We guessed that. We yeah. were both a little right. He's eccentric. He, he is elegant. He's very, like, few ingredients, but very... Hard to find ingredients in some cases. Mm-hmm. Some things I didn't even recognize, which is always fun. But who's following him around with an HD 16 by 9 camcorder <laughs> in 2001? The aspect ratio is perfect. Did they just... Yeah, do you think most of this was cropped? It was originally a big 4 by 3 aspect ratio, and then they just, you know, letterboxed it down. Or maybe, maybe. Leave it Blair Witch Just style. why did... Like, what kind of investment is that? Not even just time, but, like, money-wise. Like, who was filming it? I would rather know the story behind this movie than the story we saw. Like, who believed in this guy so much to follow him around for ten years while he tried fairly unsuccessfully for the majority of it to open a Michelin star restaurant? So, let's get into this. What's a Michelin star restaurant? Uh, it's the best of the best, it's right? The best of the best. It's you get them. Is it the thing you get them from New York Times? No, it's That's its own organization. Thing. Michelin is its own organization, <laughs> and it's not spelled the same as Michelin tires. tires yeah, no, <laughs> it's not the tire guys going around and eating and, food. And three is the highest that you can get. There's very few of those in the world. Yes. So what? Sixteen of them. I think that's what we read. Um, yeah. I'm going to do a little more research on it here, but. Yeah, it's extremely rare, it's hard to get, and it's the best of the best. Sometimes he explains the rating systems as, like, one star, or or zero stars. You can have zero stars and get a sub-rating to the zero stars. It can be poor, satisfactory, and fair, or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then once you get into one star, it's considered good. Two stars is whatever. And three stars, you better... okay. This guy from the New York Times is explaining it, and he's like, three stars. Three, if, it, it depends on price. If I'm having a three-star lobster, and it's like, oh, it's the best lobster I've ever had. No, 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 no. And he's like sucking it dry, and he's like, three stars. But then I get the bill, and it's $5,000. I better be getting a blowjob under the table. And it's like, whoa! That's not what? exactly what he said. Okay, verbatim. <laughs> but... 
He says something like, if it costs $5,000. He's basically saying that the food should cause him to orgasm. Is that's that what, what he's he, okay. He's like, I thought he was like, <laughs> I better be getting sexually satisfied as well. I didn't hear sexually satisfied by the food. Well, I mean, I think that he's a food critic. I don't think that he's saying, I'm no, only no, no, giving no, 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 three no. stars if they, if they, someone fucks me. No. I don't think that's what he's saying. No, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> he's only giving three stars if they fuck him, and it's $5,000. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, the, it, God damn it. It is the tire people. I, <laughs> we were wrong. It's 100% the tire people. Wait, they're the food critics? No. That's no way that's true. It's 100% true. I'm looking at the Michelin guide, and the fucking tire man is at the bottom of it. <laughs> There's no way that that's it, true. The description says, the Michelin guides, French, Gial Michel, are a series of guidebooks published by the French tire company Michelin for more than a century. The term usually refers to the annually published Michelin Red Guide, the oldest European hotel and restaurant's reference guide, wow. which awards up to three Michelin stars for excellence <laughs> to a select few establishments. The acquisition or loss of a star can have dramatic effects on the success of a restaurant. Oh, sure. Michelin also publishes a series of general guides to cities, regions, and countries called the Green Guides. It's totally the tire people. Did you know that? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Some commercialism right there. Oh my god. I'm not doing so right in tires, let's just break out. IMDB says that this guy is a talented but controversial chef. Is is he a controversial <sighs> chef? No. And I think we see a glimpse of that because we start in 2001 and the city is still in shock. It's still in mourning. Yeah, he yeah. moved to New York in December. Nine, like right after 9 11 is when we pick up on this. So it's mere months after. It's winter. It's already been grim all fall and now it's like cold out. And people are like, your style of cooking is the best. For when you want to try new things. You take flavors that people don't think to usually put together, and you approach it in sort of a uh, molecular gastronomic way. like Which seemed, is very popular now. He seemed to be one of the founders of yeah. this term. Like, the early people back in New York. Gastronomy. Molecular gastronomy. Yeah. Because he's making foams, he's making reductions, he's making all these crisps and stuff. Um, but people don't want that. People want comfort the, food. He makes the... The vodka shots that you eat, like they're in those little soluble things. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's going to take a while to get back to that for a lot of people. He says they want comfort food. They want... They want cheaper food. They want to stay at home and they want to What was the thing that he said about the guy that was uh, coming to leave a review for the New York Times that they were all nervous about? He's like, this guy like... He likes spaghetti and meatballs. He likes spaghetti and meatballs and I'm just not that kind of chef. Oh, but in this first restaurant, he kind of becomes that. It's really sad because well, it was, no, the first restaurant was guilt, right? He's and that he was allowed to do what he wanted to do. Amazing stuff, under. right? At the second one, he's at what's that one called? Papillon, I think. No, no, no. I'm talking about the one that turned into a fucking burger. Yeah, yeah that's Papillon. Papillon. That was Papillon. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That was where he said that he went to. Uh, he like started and he could times. do anything he wanted. 
and it was a little bistro, and Michelin gave it two stars, which was insane. Right. Like, everybody's like, no, it's a hole-in-the-wall bistro. How on earth did it get two stars? <laughs> and he's like, uh... This guy works there. <laughs> exactly. And they're letting him have free reign, because things are kind of good. It's an upswing of business. And he's making all these crazy foods that are super fun. But then it hits summer, and it's super hot. And Slow it turns... Season. It, it want, they want to become... Like a neighborhood bar. Yeah, they said neighborhood friendly place, so they don't want to have like fancy highfalutin, <laughs> like high art kind of food stuff. They want burgers and fries. Literally burgers and fries. And you can see him die. Oh my god. <laughs> you can just see the life leave his eyes as he's holding a fry basket and just like, these are the best fries I've ever made. <laughs> And then he's, like, plating a burger, and he takes it out there, and Chad grabs it, and he's just like, Oh, that's good. As he swills his Coors Light. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, you could just see the light dead in his eyes as he was putting together that burger. And there's nothing (laughs) wrong with community bars, no, like dives. I, like, there are really fine. good dives, too. Dives have great food sometimes. That's what they should have done. This guy's wants because to do. dives hadn't come about yet. Dives got big. I, Where I was, was probably behind the times, but it was like 2007, 2008, maybe mm-hmm. even a little earlier. But here, di- and even in New York, probably dives were still real dives. They weren't hipster locations where it had like hot food. Mm-hmm micro brews and it was just dingy and dark like that's where this guy would thrive is like a place that just opens at 2am and can serve the best fucking tapas you've ever had yeah um it he leaves because he can't make fucking burgers I don't blame him <laughs> again like we said we're we're burger like we're fans of like simple food or whatever, but that's not what this guy wants. Well, obviously, there's a place for that, and that's not what he's trained for. Yeah, uh, he's overqualified, highly overqualified. He's just like I spent seven years training in Paris. There's this to old run couple this deep that comes into. <laughs> there's this old couple that comes into the restaurant, and he's like, "You put the shell on top, and then you crack it with a fork, and it like shatters, and all the ones like, oh no, yeah. and then he drizzles some duck fat blood on top, and they're just like, oh my, and he's like, this is exquisite, and they're like, can we just eat our burger? <laughs> <laughs> so he leaves there, and then the whole crux of the movie, the real drama, is building up towards. Um, well, I think there was one more place that he went to where they were like... Oh, jobs, yeah. okay. I forgot about the room with the big painting. It yeah. was like a long, fancy room, chandelier, and a painting on mm-hmm. one side. They didn't let him flourish. They if immediately... They, they made him all the promises in the world about like what he could do, and then he's like, I want to do this stuff. They're like, no. Yeah, they're like, you cook what we want. And he's like, but you hired an experimental cook. And they're like, can you make it or not? And he's like, fine. I'll do it for a while. Um, it must be hard getting like jobs as a chef like that. Yeah, this, that was yeah. one of the other funny parts that he was like on phones getting interviews and scheduling. He's like, oh, that was a photo shoot for this thing. He's like, it's crazy because I'm getting, uh, you know, I get a three page sp- spread of me on Vogue, but I'm still unemployed. Yeah. <sighs> People just don't appreciate the artistic side of it. Um, I guess that's why he was alone. controversial. Sure. He, 
I mean, I, I don't get it. I would say, like, I've watched not a whole lot of cooking stuff, but he seemed like one of the more chill chefs that I've seen. Oh, yeah. People. I was waiting. They followed him around for ten years. I was waiting for the breakdown compilation. The, the closest he got was just, yell, like, like slightly raising his voice, telling people, do it again, this he is embarrassing. He physically harassed his... His, his underlings at one point, he said, I'll put your head through the wall. Well, like, he wasn't yelling. No, but it was, I mean, it was physically threatening. That's not a way to get ahead. And, 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 but they're like, he doesn't mean that it's, uh, it's better than some people yeah. that beat us. He didn't us. throw anything or hit me. <laughs> Sometimes master beats me and I have to make the pudding again and the rice is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's very. If we get three stars, he'll give me a sock and I'll be free. <laughs> okay, okay, you went Rawlings. I was going Dickensian. Yeah. Like, it is hard. Oh right. my god! You can tell like we went to high school three years apart from each other based on what our English teachers made us read. <laughs> so may I have another? Uh, give me a sack. No, I, I can't quote Dobie. I don't know a lot of lines. He just invented that really good surround sound. Yeah, don't we? Because of the big ears. Mm-hmm. Anything that has the same name is the same. Yeah. The Michelin <laughs> thing fooled me. I'm not getting fooled again. Do they give higher ratings for tires? Well, they make tires. <laughs> so they can't... Who rates Michelin? Is there a tire guide that scores Michelin's Michelin? The Michelin's, <laughs> Michelin's the Michelin's. And why are they the top of the most exclusive food ratings? Because they did it. Yeah, they started it. Uh, we're just going to rate restaurants. Okay, now we're the guys. Okay, but somebody... Oh, we've had the internet a while now. Somebody has to have dethroned them. Is Yelp? Why are they yeah, not... Yelp. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wikipedia dethroned all those fucking dictionaries because it's more reliable. So I'm... Still Michelin. Ah. Do they know? Do the chefs know that it's a tire people? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It, no, they kill yeah, themselves. You, do you know how much? He didn't show us that red book one time. I know. If you, okay, it's the end of the thing. But I'm like, talking about you got the stars, Harry. And he hands him a book, and he's like, "What's this?" And he's like, "It's the guide you've been waiting for your whole life. You're in it." And he's like, "No, what's this?" At the bottom, this little fucking tire guy. Yeah, it's the tire company. No. 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 I'm pretty sure. No. He starts know. flipping over tables. All the three-star chefs kill themselves. Every <laughs> oh, that's why there's not a lot of three-star restaurants. <laughs> they can't be associated with commercialism. Oh, gosh. No. Uh, oh, I forgot what I was going to say. I'm just um, imagining. You can talk a lot about uh, like how much it sucks being a chef. Oh, yeah. Like, you work like 20... Or days, like six days a week. Oh. Like you're having basically no life. And all of the You work in like a hot, small room. All the underlings uh. are like, we have no life outside of work. We don't make any money. This is our life. We're waking zombies at this point. Yeah. So we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. It could be worse. Seven people say it, it could, could be, be worse. worse. It's depressing as fuck. We don't see anybody going on like a Coke bender, which happens in these restaurants all the fucking yeah. time. He was friends with the camera guy, so they didn't show that. Scene. Oh, they didn't show so much. But you'd think they'd make him look good by throwing out one of his un- underlings who got 
too high and came to work and he just has to be like the good guy. Yeah, out. the guy that was out with the lady that one night. You sold me the stuff, Paul. Yeah. You sold me the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was just to that. keep you going. So you could come to work. <laughs> Not so you could go on your dates. <laughs> He was not like that at all, though. Like, he was super chill. He was, like, most time he had, like, a... Like you like, said, friends with the cameraman. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like... He no. seemed... He seemed less high-strung than... Oh, yeah. He oh, demanded the perfection of his employees, but that's what you do when you're trying to get Michelin stars. Yeah. He... So he has this they intermediate all knew, time. Basically, they all knew what they were signing he up for. quits that place because they won't give him free reign. And he starts working on this massive project with uh, Dom DeLuise. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know who that is, Josh? Okay. But he's like, he's like, okay, I got a call the other day. It's an his investor. Name's, his name's Drew Nez... Nesbit, N- Nipsit. Uh huh. So, <laughs> Drew, a, a movie villain. Yeah. So he, he does look a, like a movie. He villain. gets a call from Dom DeLuise, and he's like, "I want to fund you. I want to open a new restaurant in a good part of town, I, and I want to get Michelin stars. And I want to let you do whatever you want." Yeah, we we have a wallpaper going on the TV right now, and it's the Empire State Building just pulled up. This is a New York movie, hundred percent. Right. Oh yeah. But nobody got yelled at in the street. They he, cut that too. He does look. And this dude's six foot. Paul Lebacek. Yeah, right? he could. He was getting in fistfights all the time. This was New York in the early two thousands, and he's a chef. But we see Dom DeLuise's office, and he's got an ill-fitting suit on, a desk riddled with papers. He hasn't even started the project, and you can't find his papers. And. Every scene. He was good, though. Every scene, he's got a stogie. He rede- He he showed me that he actually did something. He like he wasn't this j- there to just be like, oh, I'm just taking the money of success. Yeah, because he he was a good did character. Detective work to find out when that guy was coming. That was so fun. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the opening first. That's the biggest crux of the movie is that we have 30 days to open. I know we've been following him for 10 years and it's a weird way to structure it now with this little microcosm of a movie. Yeah. 30 days till opening. Crunch. So they weren't sure when he was going to get to wherever this was, so they filmed him for 10 years. And then they're like, oh, it's happening. Are they still filming? (laughs) They're going to release a second documentary. Paul 2. Paul 2. A matters of taste. Matter of t- matter of tastes. A matter of tastes. <laughs> they have to be still filming. They have to be. The de- That's no, how we moved to America. So no, be, offered to no way. It would be. It would be. What was this one called again? Serving. A matter of taste. Serving, serving up Paul Lebrand. Yeah. So this would be serving up Paul Lebrand a second taste. Yeah. <laughs> the main course. <laughs> <laughs> they go back and retrofit this one like Star Wars. Maybe he, maybe he's. This just, is the new hope. It's, it's going to be called uh, hors d'oeuvres. A matter of taste, hors d'oeuvres yeah. with, yeah. Um, so I mean, we see the business side of it. Blah blah blah. Yada yada yada. They open and it's great. 
Who wins? I love seeing the the them like testing the menu and they're just like cooking the same things. Yeah, yeah, with over and it, yeah. over yeah, and over just again. A bunch of times. In that, to like, see if it even in works. That one, in that one kitchen, he's like, "This is one of those guys." Because uh, the guy who invested him, he's like a successful restaurateur. Restaurateur. Restaurant. Yeah. yeah, he's like a guy that just opens up restaurants. He's yeah, like, I'm he has a couple. Like, he was at what's that? Because he said like the first one he opened got three stars within. What the was the one they went to? It was the Taiwanese place with the punny name. It was like... My house. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's like, you can test your food here. You get one Fuck out of him. a hot plate. <laughs> Fuck that. He's he's a molecular gastronomy mist. <laughs> and they give him an outlet and a hot plate. Yeah. Ooh, the food all looked good in this, too. Oh, like, yeah. He had some real cool creations. I liked the little... Ice eggshell that you have. Well, it's like a dino egg. Uh Um, Really pretty, really colorful. That's one of his things. He goes minimal, but he likes really bold experiences. I love food. I love cooking. I think we all do. Mm -hmm. Um, It looks really tasty. Everybody likes his food. Anybody with, like, any. They say anybody with an inquisitive palate, which is kind of high hoity toity. Yeah. But um, I like the scene where he's sitting in the living room. Or the dining room, and he's trying out this super tiny little flavoring thing, and he's like, it's terrible. It looks green. It's supposed to look yellow. The lighting in here is horrendous. Yeah. And I'm like, like, oh, look, it if is. I sit back, you can see a shadow. Can't have that. No shadows. That was funny. <laughs> it's, it's all the ridiculous aspects that go into like a fancy room. No, I totally agreed with him. And Fuck then that he, bad yeah. lighting. It was like ice blue, white and then he lights. Went in, and he went in and like, he's like, you need to stand with your hands behind your back. Yo, <laughs> so like a maitre d', yeah. He's like, you're slouching, stand with your hands back, at, with your behind your back, and look attentive. <laughs> Which, you're trying, once mean, again, you're trying to get a Michelin star. Every single one of them was grilled when they got hired and grilled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and being like, listen, we're going to get a Michelin star. That's like being the Jedi of the kitchen. Like, Kung Fu Master. He won Astronomy, three. or ast- astronaut level training. He's like, this is commitment. This is a science lab, and if you fuck it up, I'm going to explode. (laughs) (laughs) All of you people that I've never met before reflect on me personally. Yeah. It's not just me in the kitchen, it's literally like 20 other people. Ooh, I saw those tiny little watermelon things. Those look tasty. Mm -hmm. I don't know what, like watermelon berries? I like the rich people in the mystery food. dish that he had, that guy had, that was like all rainbow colored or whatever. Oh, yeah. It was like a slice of avocado. It looked like it had been like. Marinated in balsamic vinegar, like something hot pink. Mm-hmm. It was really pretty. Um, so it goes great. And oh, let's talk about that detective scene that you brought up earlier. They're trying. So they open up. They get their opening night, and like it's just like a montage of detective five stars, four and a half stars, best thing ever. Go eat here now. Blah, and blah, nobody blah. cares because it's one not the New York Times, and two it ain't the tire people. Yeah. Well, they care. Because they're getting business. Yeah. And all the reviews are glowing. Yeah. They're just, oh my god, this one guy's essay in creative writing where he's just like, third of the way through the meal. That was the New York Times. That was like the big one. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. He's like, I forgot about my food. Yeah. I would give this three stars even without a blowjob. That's the same guy who said that line. 
because he was talking and stuff. And apparently he goes to restaurants and he, like, gives fake names and goes... Yeah, because uh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, so obviously. want him to, like, play it up just for him. And but the it's the like, age of the internet. You can totally look at what it looks like. Well, he calls them, like, payphones in the city, where you can't trace... uses fake names and... <laughs> You're telling me there's not a picture of him on the New York Times website? Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he goes to restaurants in, like, like, mugger outfits. Yeah, he's Jesus. always in disguise. Yeah, okay, that's... That's why he shaved bald, so he can put on different wigs. Okay. Yeah, and wear different mustaches. <laughs> yeah, they have this scene where they're trying to figure out who it's fun. is based on, like, the names that they have, and they, like, were... Re- Reverse call the numbers and it comes up as a dead bird. And they're like, "Yeah, we got it." <laughs> Star sixty nine ing him. Can we do that without him knowing what who we are? Yeah, like the lead, the cigar <laughs> yeah. Don DeLuise's, and his the maitre d's like, "Yeah, boss. Yeah, we can." And she punches in the number and it's like, "Dan, Dan, uh, it's." It's a number that's been disconnected. This is the point where, I, like, if it was one of those memes, it would be, like, where he takes a puff and then the sunglasses fall on his face as he's looking at the camera like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the name was, like, Timothy Burr. <laughs> Timber. Oh, my God. And also, the people making reservations at this restaurant don't have their cell service cut off a week after they make reservations at this restaurant. Because... <laughs> The menu has five items, and none of them tell you the price. Each is $1,000, and the back says blowjob. The back I, of the doubt, I doubt it's that much. I bet yeah. there's probably like maybe $500 for the... Yeah, probably. Yeah, depending on what you drink, super pricey, the bottle of wine you get. Sure. It could become 1000 But... I mean, a pretty stocked winery. Oh, yeah. That's what he's doing. You have to. Like, yeah. That's his goal, is to be the, the... He wants the highest honor that a chef can get. Exactly. Um, it goes well. They get three stars from the New York Times, and the Michelin Man comes in and eats and gives them two stars. Two stars. Which was kind of a letdown, because he's, he's it was a very like pessimistic at the character. On at the end. And he's it's like, just like, oh, I'd like, be okay and with then that. And he got two stars. Yeah, and you know they're still filming, so what are they building up to? <laughs> right. Well, he closed this restaurant, and then opened up another restaurant called uh, The Owl. The Elm? The Elm. The Elm. That's a sexy name for a restaurant. That closed in, what, that closed in 2015. Yes. So now who knows what he's doing. Maybe he's, he's retired. He's still alive. He still only has two stars. Well, yeah. It's like the first thing on his IMDb page. That, well, it would be my first thing, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you play Apex Legends? Right. Like, you get to choose your little badges of, like, wait. And <laughs> two you, Michelin stars. Yeah, that what, would be my top badge. They say that they're like, there's, like, what, like, 40-something two-star restaurants? In the world. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That I mean, come on! I mean, uh, we how looked could up you not be some happy with other that? notable chefs at, to see how many they have. They stack. Like if you have a restaurant that has two stars or a restaurant that has one star, you yeah, then, as a chef, have three stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordon Ramsay has sixteen stars. Yeah, one three-star restaurant. And we we're talking about this. You can't. You can't possibly have more than one. I bet that other guy does. Which the top? Joel Robichon. How many stars does? Do they have? I'm gonna look He's this like guy 32. up. He's yeah. got 32. He's got 32 second place stars. Is 21. Yeah. There's a huge disparity. And then Ramsey, yeah, like 17. Yeah, and then it drops in half to eight. X to eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, that is a competitive world. How do you get? How many people do you have to kill to get 30? <laughs> 
maybe those are questions we shouldn't ask. I like how you were, uh, we were like, you, we get a bunch of three star chefs. One of them oh, the you train yeah. under that like give like talking about him or whatever. And you're like, there's oh a lot of God. testimonials. They look like fucking like this is like a different season, like a different incarnation of the same Doctor Who character or something every time. <laughs> Every one of them looks like a different incarnation of Doctor Who. Every one of these three star chefs, yeah, it's amazing. Some of them are wearing scarves. Some of them are in tuxedos. There's not a single redhead. Uh, so Joel Rubichon died in August 2018. Uh oh. R.I.P. Um, he was named the chef of the century. Mm-hmm. This one or the last one? Probably the last century. Yeah, probably. Uh, restaurants. Oh, these are things we won't know. These are like, these might as well be speak. He's got... These might as well be Area 51. He's got for how accessible they are for three us. stars. Three restaurants with three Michelin stars. Wow. Can you pronounce the names of them? Uh, no. Okay. Two of them are in China. Ooh. Alright. So that's fun. <laughs> so of the 17 three restaurants, he has two of them. Wow. No, three. Three. three of he has three. Yeah, three nine of, of his Michelin stars. So he has almost a fifth of the three stars. <laughs> Yeah. In the world. yeah. Yeah. Wow. Do you think any Hat. of them are in airports? Like Wolfgang Puck? <laughs> That's exclusive because you have to buy a plane ticket to get into them. <laughs> you I ate a Wolfgang Puck restaurant in Disney World once. Oh, see, so you gotta buy a Disney ticket to get it. That's exclusive. <laughs> they don't just have those lying around where you can walk in willy-nilly off the street. It <laughs> <laughs> I remember being super excited for that. Because his name sounded like Wolfgang Puck. No, because I knew he was like a famous chef. Oh, okay. Was it good? It was pretty good. What'd you get? Do you remember? I remember the calamari being really good. Oh, yeah. Squid. In the beginning of this, he's chopping up a pig head, and it almost seemed like a horror movie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. he's just covered in blood. Black! He's in a pig head with a cleaver, and he's like, if these pictures get out, I probably won't have a Michelin star rating. By the way, this guy... Which one? Paul? Paul, Paul, uh, how do you say his last name? LeBrant? LeBrant. Looks a lot like, uh... The star of Peep Show. Peep Show. <laughs> I, I thought the same thing. Oh my god. Except he was taller and skinnier. You know the thing was, we were watching it in standard def? This guy. And... Oh, okay. Yeah. He does look like him a lot. Well, a lot of this is testimonials into fucking cameras, which is all Peep Show is. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, well... I was orphaned at two, and then my house burned down. He was not. And then I was a runaway rail child, and then I learned to cook foraging for scraps behind SeaWorld, which is where I got my love of seafood. And you're just like doing the eh, eh, arm pump from Peep yeah. Show. We were talking about like how it was nice watching an SD. Because it felt more authentic. It really felt like... Uh, Watching a YouTube channel or something. A, a real person's YouTube channel. R- rather than uh, 10 years of footage. What's on the other... What's on the other tapes? <laughs> what are they hiding? What did we not see? Why did you film for 10 years? <laughs> Maybe there was a long gap. Maybe they're like... So what, we filmed you in 2001? We'll be back in four years. Yeah. yeah. Like, follow, the yeah. He's like, I got another job! <laughs> Alright, I'll bring the camera. <laughs> you know the deal. 
We made it in college. Yeah, what kind of deal is that? Yeah. You don't tell him I killed my girlfriend and I film you whenever you have a job. <laughs> Dark secrets. <laughs> Under the table. <laughs> oh, and he talked about, like, uh, you know, the laurels a little bit of being like a, a high society, like successful chef. He's like, yeah, you know, you get a bunch of people calling you giving you compliments, you get a lot of girls that ask you out, and he's like, I'm oh, sorry, I'm married to my kitchen. Uh-huh. Which means that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was later on talking about how he do, uh, like trying to date, and he's just like, you know, I can get to where... Oh, this was where, <laughs> I can I can get to where they tell me their name and their occupation and where they're from, but after that... <laughs> I'm not boring. Yeah, I'm not he boring looks into the camera. I'm not boring. <laughs> uh, I felt that. Because <laughs> it's not that he's not an amazingly talented person. He just can't talk it's to the ladies. Literally yeah. all he knows is cooking. Mm-hmm. Because he's working 18-hour days. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's doing the same thing over and over. Ugh. He No. Because he's changed the he changes, menu well, every yeah, night. all the time. <laughs> uh, overall, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, it didn't have like a through point that some documentaries One thing have. Like I will it, say, it, it wasn't strung together with any sort of just narrative. in terms of movie needs more soundtrack. Oh, you mean because it had one scene with music and then a song over the credits? Yeah, yes. I'm sitting there. And we're 40 minutes in, and I'm like, I haven't heard a single song <laughs> this entire time. Just because it's a documentary doesn't mean you can't have music. Oh, 100%. Like, big. come on. But then there's a scene where they're plating food, and all of a sudden it's, it's like... And it's like, where the fuck is there a band outside? And, you know, I knew that he wasn't going to get three stars. You know how I knew this? Because his restaurant was, uh, because of location? Location. His restaurant was next door to a liquor store. A all-night liquor store with a giant neon sign. You can't get over two stars with that glaring in the window. He got two stars with that next door, though. Oh, that's wonderful. He got that at the other papillion, too. Yeah. He's an amazing chef. I'm not, uh, it's just, it seems like every two years he had a, Rise and a downfall in this movie. Yeah, that's how he put it too. Uh, he his his restaurant, The Elm, closed in 2015. His last interview that oh, I he did find, find romantic success though. Yeah, he got married. Mm-hmm. He they seemed pretty. It happy. seemed like the events coordinator for the restaurant. What was it called? Cauldron. The final rest, not Cordon. Cordon. Yeah, yeah, it was the events planner for Cordon. He met her and asked her to date him, and so they basically, like, work lived. I think it was the other way around. I think they were dating, and then he asked her to work for him. Oh, do you think so? I think that's what they said. Okay. So his last interview that I can find, he's still alive, of course, but he hasn't been working at any restaurants since 2015. Uh, Polar Brent did an interview for Eater in 2017 that you can listen to. He talks about his career... Uh, cooking, his love of cooking, and the stress of owning and operating a restaurant. I can only imagine. But there's a 53-minute interview 
up on the Eater upsell if you want to uh, delve a little deeper into this and get some background. Yeah. I mean, he was an interesting guy. Oh, yeah. Like, you got to admire someone who this was, has that passion and drive. This was such a sign of the times. You're watching it, and it's 2001, and he has a full-length black coat and neo-greased oh, hair. Oh, he really liked Nine Inch Nails. He oh, was wearing that Nine Inch Nails oh, shirt, like, yeah. several different days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I would recommend it, for sure. Yeah. It's only yeah. an hour and eight minutes, so this is not a big chunk of your time. No. It's a it little hard to find, though. Like I said, it was made by HBO, but it is not available if you have HBO streaming services. It's, like, Go or whatever. You have to get a third party off Amazon to watch it. I'm a sucker for watching food get cooked. Oh, yeah. Like, I think most people are. There's an entire fucking network devoted to it, mm-hmm. so... You know, <laughs> uh, Justin and I used to go to Planet Fitness a lot, uh, like four years ago yeah. now, and it, we would always watch the monitors. We'd just do the treadmills and the weights and stuff, and we'd, we'd always, always have the food, the food channel, and you could just see people like salivating, just walking ever towards the food. Yeah, Planet that Fitness also had Castle. free pizza. No, Castle was the other uh, thing that yeah. was always on. It was Food Network and Castle. Talk about trying to, like, give retention to the people who are coming to your gym by giving them free pizza and yeah, bagels. It, well, what was that? Like, <laughs> the first Wednesday of every month, they had free pizza, and we would go on yeah. That was fun. Uh, we would uh, we would get really high and go to the gym. <laughs> and it was a blast. It's great because you forget how many reps you do, so you just do extra. <laughs> you get real in tune with your body. I mean, okay, people have been saying working out and getting high go together since before time. Like, Arnold has videos about this. But yeah, whatever. Um, Planet Fitness. Oh, remember when you tried to get a fucking job there? I we did. went in every day that summer. I got to uh, like three interviews. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that guy who would go in there just with a pillow and take a nap? Oh my god. Not all heroes wear capes. He'd go into the specialized 30 minute cardio zone and lay down and take a nap. It was fucking great. Did they just let him do that? Because he wasn't looking. No judgment. No judgment. Yeah. <laughs> it's letter tag. I flashed that card all the judgment time when I was a zone. member. He no judgment. It, he thought it carried out to other places. It still does. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I got a card that someone gave me this. No says, judgment. No judgment. <laughs> If you enforce something, it's legit. <laughs> so, it's legit. <laughs> no judgment, sir. I'm a black card carrying member of Planet Fitness in 2014. <laughs> oh, my apologies. <laughs> it's like having a top fan badge, fan badge on Facebook. <laughs> my voice matches. <laughs> Uh, Alright Recommends all around So yeah, definitely see it really short I haven't watched, I've watched a lot of TV about cooking I haven't watched a lot of movie documentaries About cooking So as far as like You know, as like documentaries go About chefs I don't know how to I don't really have much to compare it to It was, it's hard to call this a movie It was 
It was a short introspective that took ten years to film. <laughs> I'm still getting hung up on that. Josh, what are you going to make your next list about? You have a couple of options, themes to choose from. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing fancy I've got. Is your next list uh, movies with a production time of ten years or more? <laughs> <laughs> I might make it. <laughs> oh my god, that would be fun. <laughs> I have. Uh, I can think of a couple right off the top of my head. Nothing that specific. I have a J-horror list. I have an anime list because someone in this room hasn't seen Frozen yet. And then I have a live-action anime film list. Oh, oh that one. That's the one I want. That's probably the one. Okay. We haven't seen the Mr. Rogers documentary yet, though. Oh, I still got to make a new list, no, that's a floater. That's on... Yeah, you yeah. both do. Yeah. Um, but uh, if you guys like food stuffs, I'd recommend Chef's Table. Mm-hmm. It's a Netflix series. It's basically like... Every episode is an hour long. It's basically a documentary about a different chef. Every episode. And it's really, really cool. I just realized Justin got cheated. You should have made a new list before we rolled. I don't care. Oh, shit. You so shouldn't have got shouldn't chosen! Have got... <laughs> False cursed, prophecy! Cursed movie! False prophecy! Cursed movie! <laughs> That's gonna be the tagline for this episode. <laughs> the moon is gonna turn to blood and fall from the sky. Josh's movie was chosen reverently. <laughs> A new age of evil shall descend upon the land. Uh, but before that happens, if you want to check out our other podcast, Amazeballs, you can find us at podcast.com and on the iTunes podcast app. Amazeballs talks about TV anthology series uh, from years past. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comedy. We've been getting into some new fun ones like The Twilight Zone. Uh, our, uh, you can find us on Facebook at FapCheck at uh, gmail at fapcheck at gmail.com and also our YouTube channel which is fapcheck mm-hmm. uh, anything you guys want to plug? all those things you want to do some plugs? I don't got no plugs anything to plug in? Guitar no I don't got no plugs alright until next time I'm Austin I'm Josh I'm Justin this is have you seen what are you giggling about? What? Say before you turn the mic off, because you, you got some winners after I turn the mic off, and then it's like, get the fuck out of my house. Why are we even doing this? I don't got anything. Alright, you got anything on last week's movie? The Devil's Advocate? Oh, no. yeah. Okay, you're supposed to do yeah, your research. You're supposed to have research. one piece of trivia for the last movie every time. Remember, it's, yeah. it's Josh's it's last, my job. Uh, last week. This Josh's week. last gasp. <laughs> This will be this will be my job report last week. This mine, week. So. Oh, you're right. Yeah. All right. Uh, how did you originally come across this? Uh, I was binge watching a lot of like chef documents with my friends, mainly Chef's Table, like Jim. But we watched a couple of other. Was he on Chef's Table? Is that how you uh, about? No, no, he wasn't. Okay. We watched a bunch of Chef's Table, and we decided to see what other documentaries there were. And this was from. Why did you choose this one out of all of those? It was one we could find. Oh. <laughs> okay. There's a couple others I want to see, though. There's a sushi one. Oh, Is fun. it like Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Jiro Dreams. Yeah, that's on yeah, Netflix right that's now, I think. Jiro Dreams of Sushi is really good. There's not that many chef documentaries, at least when you look. Have you mm-hmm. seen the movie Chef? No. No. I might put that on the list. Okay. That has, is that a documentary or is that just a movie? That has Ed O'Neill's wife from Modern Family in it, right? It's a movie. Yes. Yeah, it's a movie. I think it might be a Netflix original. It's about a food truck. A chef? No, it wasn't a no, it's Netflix. Netflix. No. Oh, but is it about a food truck? Yeah, it's definitely about a food truck. <laughs> okay.
<laughs> Until but he's, next time. He's like a, a chef, like yeah. a like a high fancy chef. It's uh, what's the guy's name? John Favreau. Oh, okay. And he's married to Sophia Varega. <laughs> In fiction world. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm Austin. I'm Justin. Hey guys, have you seen A Matter of Taste serving up Paul Liebrandt? No. Nope. This is a one that two of us haven't seen, and it's Justin and I, which is really rare. Well, it's not surprising when it's my movie. Oh, yeah. Did you make this? Did you write, direct it, yes. produce, and film it? I directed this documentary. <laughs> Oh, spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers. spoilers. yeah. Well, it's um, the theme of my list. I was going to say, yeah, you've, yeah, it's been a while since your movie got chosen, and you've been dropping little clues here and there, so I'm going to put on my detective hat and guess that it's a movie about a chef. A documentary about okay. one. That's what you mean, <laughs> Yeah. I actually put on a hat for all of you listening mm-hmm. home who aren't members of our Patreon. Who knows, by the time this airs, we might have a Patreon where they can watch us. Retroactively filmed yourself. I'll film myself put on a hat for the people on the Patreon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I would say... Uh, you want to take the first elevator pitch? I'm going to guess... That's what we do. The people who haven't seen the movie on this show give a blind elevator pitch. I'm going to guess that this is a documentary about a... Cannibal chef. About a chef that once... I was going to say cannibal, but maybe not quite that far. Okay. Just, like, serves himself. deemed weird, I guess. (laughs) Okay, so it's, like, really avant-garde chef-ery. It's strange cooking. Maybe he's not good. It's a matter of taste. Maybe he... Because this is kind of going to be informed. I just watched the documentary now last night with um, the, the the Peruvian cook who only makes rice and chicken. And it's like a three-star Michelin restaurant. All he cooks is with four ingredients. Documentary now is a, a comedy series on mm-hmm. IFC with uh, Fred Armisen. He was playing him. So that's what I'm thinking. He, he has He's a really simple chef, and he... Breaks the rules. I'm going complete opposite. Okay. Like, like Andy Warhol of chefs. Just like... Throwing food at the wall and yeah. then licking it off? Just weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is Josh's movie, so I don't know what to expect. <laughs> this could be a documentary about the men who eat sushi off of women. <laughs> and their terrifying Maybe stories. Maybe it's a guy who does like cut the off pieces of himself yeah. and serve it to people. That's totally illegal. You can do that. Like, <laughs> If some of my other movies haven't been approved, I'm pretty sure that one. <laughs> you snuck this one in. <laughs> it's under the radar. I hope you like it. I made it myself. <laughs> Alright, we're going to watch it. A Matter of Taste, and get back to you. This was a documentary from 2010 or 11, I conflicting sources, uh, made by HBO, but it's not on HBO. If you look at it on HBO, they want you to try a seven-day trial of a Flim Dango or something. It's some service I'd never heard of. I was like, I'm not doing that, because then I'll forget it. And every month, $4 will go to Flim Dango. <laughs> for this one movie, so we're going to be watching it in standard death, sadly. 
HD or SD? George SD. <laughs> Alright, we'll be back. And we are back with Have You Seen a Matter of Taste. Good job, Josh. I liked it. Oh, good. Uh, it's, uh, it was better than your last movie. That's not hard to top. Bieber 2. Welcome it back to the Beeb. much more entertaining to watch this stuff than uh, watch Justin Bieber not get chicken nuggets. <laughs> Leave it to Beeb. No. Um, uh, so this, I guess we'll do the rundown, because... We haven't seen it. Whoa. Flipping things up. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it's about a one specific chef. We follow him, and I found this odd right away. We follow him for ten years. Why is there cameras on him for ten years? <laughs> right. You were saying it's like a boy's tale. It's a chef's life. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't get this at all, because at first he was not a Michelin star chef. He, right. He was a sous chef who moved from... Uh, England to Paris to study under some, like, great chefs for seven years, I think he said. And then he moves to New York, becomes a sous chef, and finally becomes the head chef at a restaurant called Gilt. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really avant-garde. We guessed that. We yeah. were both a little right. He's eccentric. He, he is elegant. He's very, like, few ingredients, but very... Hard to find ingredients in some cases. Mm-hmm. Some things I didn't even recognize, which is always fun. But who's following him around with an HD 16 by 9 camcorder <laughs> in 2001? The aspect ratio is perfect. Did they just... Yeah, do you think most of this was cropped? It was originally a big 4 by 3 aspect ratio, and then they just, you know, letterboxed it down. Or maybe, maybe. Leave it Blair Witch Just style. why did... Like, what kind of investment is that? Not even just time, but, like, money-wise. Like, who was filming it? I would rather know the story behind this movie than the story we saw. Like, who believed in this guy so much to follow him around for ten years while he tried fairly unsuccessfully for the majority of it to open a Michelin star restaurant? So, let's get into this. What's a Michelin star restaurant? Uh, it's the best of the best, it's right? It's the best of the best. It's, you get them, is it the thing, you get them from New York Times? No. It's That's its own organization. Thing. Michelin is its own organization. <laughs> and it's not spelled the same as Michelin Tires. Tires yeah. No. <laughs> it's not the tire guys going around and eating and, food. And three is the highest that you can get. There's very few of those in the world. Yes. So what, 16 of them? I think that's what we read. I'm, yeah. I'm going to do a little more research on it here, but... It, yeah, there. It's extremely rare. It's hard to get, and it's the best of the best. Sometimes he explains the rating systems as like one star or, or zero stars. As you can three have degrees. zero stars and get a sub rating to the zero stars. It can be. I a think it's with the New York poor, Times, satisfactory, and fair, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then once you get into one star, it's considered good. Two stars is whatever, and three stars you better okay. This guy from the New York Times is explaining it, and he's like, 
Three stars. Three, if, it, it depends on price. If I'm having a three-star lobster, and it's like, oh, it's the best lobster I've ever had. No, 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 no. And he's like sucking it dry, and he's like, three stars, but then I get the bill, and it's $5,000. I better be getting a blowjob under the table. And it's like, whoa! That's not Why? exactly what he said. Okay, verbatim. But he says something like, if it costs $5,000... He's basically saying that the food should cause him to orgasm. Is that, that what he's he okay. He's like, I thought he was like, I better be getting sexually satisfied as well. I didn't hear sexually satisfied by the food. Well, I mean, I think that he's a food critic. I don't think that he's saying, I'm no, no, only no, no, giving no, 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 three stars if they... If they, someone fucks me, no. I don't think that's what he's saying. No, no, no. Of course not. <laughs> he's only giving three stars if they fuck him, and it's $5,000. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so, the, it, God damn it. It is the tire people. I, <laughs> we were wrong. It's 100% the tire people. Wait, they're the food critics? No. That's no way that's true. It's 100% true. I'm looking at the Michelin Guide, and the fucking tire man is at the bottom of it. <laughs> There's no way that that's it, true. The description says, The Michelin Guides, French, Gyal Michel, are a series of guidebooks published by the French tire company Michelin for more than a century. The term usually refers to the annually published Michelin Red Guide, the oldest European hotel and restaurant's reference guide, wow. which awards up to three Michelin stars for excellence to a select few establishments. The acquisition or loss of a star can have dramatic effects on the success of a restaurant. Oh, sure. Michelin also publishes a series of general guides to cities, regions, and countries called the Green Guides. It's totally the tire people. Did you know that? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Some commercialism right there. Oh my god. IMDb, not doing so right in tires, let's just break out. IMDB says that this guy is a talented but controversial chef. Is is he a controversial <sighs> chef? No. And I think we see a glimpse of that because we start in 2001 and the city is still in shock. It's still in mourning. Yeah, he yeah. moved to New York December in nine, like right after 9-11 is when we pick up on this. So it's mere months after. It's winter. It's already been grim all fall and now it's like cold out. And people are like, your style of cooking is the best for when you want to try new things. You take flavors that people don't think to usually put together, and you approach it in sort of a uh, molecular gastronomic way. like Which is very popular now. He seemed to be one of the founders of yeah. this term. Like, the early people back in New York. Gastronomy. Molecular gastronomy. Yeah. Because he's making foams, he's making reductions, he's making all these crisps and stuff. Um, but people don't want that. People want comfort the, food. He makes the... The vodka shots that you eat, like they're in those little soluble things. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's going to take a while to get back to that for a lot of people. He says they want comfort food. They want... They want cheaper food. They want to stay at home and they want to What was the thing that he said about the guy that was uh, coming to leave a review for the New York Times that they were all nervous about? He's like, this guy like... He likes spaghetti and meatballs. He likes spaghetti and meatballs and I'm just not that kind of chef. Oh, but in this first restaurant, he kind of becomes that. It's really sad. Because it well, was, no, the first restaurant was Guilt. 
Right. He's and that he was allowed to do what he wanted to do. Amazing stuff. Under. Right. At the second one, he's at what's that one called? Papillon, I think. No, no, no. I'm talking about the one that turned into a fucking burger. Yeah, yeah that's Papillon. That was Papillon? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That was where he said that he went to... Uh, like he started and he could times. do anything he wanted. And it was a little bistro, and Michelin gave it two stars, which was insane. Right. Like, everybody's like, no, it's a hole-in-the-wall bistro. How on earth did it get two stars? <laughs> and he's like, uh... This guy works there. <laughs> exactly. And they're letting him have free reign, because things are kind of good. It's an upswing of business. And he's making all these crazy foods that are super fun. But then it hits summer, and it's super hot. And it turns... It, it want, they want to become... Like a neighborhood bar. Yeah, they said neighborhood friendly place, so they don't want to have like fancy highfalutin, <laughs> like high art kind of food stuff. They want burgers and fries. Literally burgers and fries. And you can see him die. Oh my god! You can just see the life leave his eyes as he's holding a fry basket and just like these are the best fries I've ever made. <laughs> And then he's, like, plating a burger, and he takes it out there, and Chad grabs it, and he's just like, Oh, that's good. As he swills his Coors Light. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yeah, you could just see the light dead in his eyes as he was putting together that burger. And there's nothing (laughs) wrong with community bars. No, like dives. I, like, there are really fine. good dives, too. Dives have great food sometimes. That's what they should have what done. This guy's wants because to do. dives hadn't come about yet. Dives got big. I, Where I was, was probably behind the times, but it was like 2007, 2008. Maybe mm-hmm. even a little earlier, but here, di- and even in New York, probably dives were still real dives. They weren't hipster locations where it had like hot food. Mm-hmm micro brews and it was just dingy and dark like that's where this guy would thrive is like a place that just opens at 2 a.m and can serve the best fucking tapas you've ever had yeah um it he leaves because he can't make fucking burgers i don't blame him (laughs) again like we said we're we're burger like we're fans of like simple food or whatever. But that's not what this guy wants. Well, obviously. There's a place for that, and that's not what he's trained for. Yeah. Uh, he's overqualified. Highly overqualified. He's just like, I spent seven years training in Paris. There's this old this couple that comes into the <laughs> There's this old couple that comes into the restaurant, and he's like, you put the shell on top, and then you crack it with a fork, and it like shatters, and the little one's like, oh no! Yeah. And then he drizzles some duck fat blood on top, and they're just like, oh my! And he's like, this is exquisite. And they're like, can we just eat our burger? <laughs> <laughs> so he leaves there, and then the whole crux of the movie, the real drama is building up towards... Um, well, I think there was one more place that he went to where they were like... Oh! Jobs, yeah. Okay, I forgot about the room with the big painting. It yeah. was like the long, fancy room, chandelier, and a painting on mm-hmm. one side. They didn't let him flourish. They have immediately... They, they made him all the promises in the world about like what he could do, and then he's like, I want to do this stuff. They're like, no. Yeah, they're like, you cook what we want. And he's like, but you hired an experimental cook. And they're like, can you make it or not? And he's like, fine. I'll do it for a while. Um, it must be hard getting like jobs as a chef like that. Yeah, that's, that was yeah. one of the other funny parts that he was like on phones getting interviews and scheduling. He's like, "Oh, that was a photo shoot for this thing." He's like, 
it's crazy because I'm getting, uh, you know, I get a three page spe- spread of me on Vogue, but I'm still unemployed. Yeah. <sighs> People just don't appreciate the artistic side of it. Um, I guess that's him why he was alone. controversial. Sure. He's, I mean, I, I don't get it. I would say, like, I've watched not a whole lot of cooking stuff, but he seemed like one of the more chill chefs that I've seen. Oh, yeah. People... I was waiting. They followed him around for ten years. I was waiting for the breakdown compilation. The, the closest he got was just, yell, like, like slightly raising his voice, telling people, do it again, this he is embarrassing. physically harassed his... His, his underlings at one point, he said, I'll put your head through the wall. Well, like, he wasn't yelling. No, but it was, I mean, it was physically threatening. That's not a way to get ahead. And, 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 but they're like, he doesn't mean that it's, uh, it's better than some people yeah. that beat us. He didn't us. throw anything or hit me. <laughs> Sometimes master beats me and I have to make the pudding again and the rice is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It's very If we get three stars, he'll give me a sock and I'll be free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you went Rawlings. I was going Dickensian. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it is hard. Oh about. my god, you can tell like we went to high school three years apart from each other <laughs> based on what our English teachers made us read. <laughs> Sir, may I have another? Uh, give me a sack. <laughs> I, I can't quote Dobie. I don't know a lot of lines. He just invented that really good surround sound. Yeah, don't we? Because of the big ears. Mm-hmm. Anything that has the same name is the same. Yeah. The Michelin <laughs> thing fooled me. I'm not getting fooled again. Do they give higher ratings for tires? Well, they make tires. <laughs> so they can't... Who rates Michelin? Is there a tire guide that scores Michelin's Michelin? The Michelin's, <laughs> Michelin's the Michelin's. And why are they the top of the most exclusive food ratings? Because they did it. Yeah, they started it. Uh, we're just going to rate restaurants. Okay, now we're the guys. Okay, but somebody... Oh, we've had the internet a while now. Somebody has to have dethroned them. Is Yelp? Why are they yeah, not... Yelp. <laughs> yeah. Well, Wikipedia dethroned all those fucking dictionaries because it's more reliable. So I'm... Still Michelin. Ah. Do they know? Do the chefs know that it's a tire people? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. It, no, they kill yeah, themselves. You, do you know how much? He didn't show us that red book one time. I know. If you, okay, it's the end of the thing. But I'm like, talking about... You got the stars, Harry. And he hands him a book, and he's like, what's this? And he's like, it's the guide you've been waiting for your whole life. You are in it. And he's like, no, what's this? At the bottom, this little fucking tire guy. Yeah, it's a tire company. No! 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 no. I'm pretty sure. No. He starts know. flipping over tables. All the three star chefs kill themselves. Oh, that's why there's not a lot of three star restaurants. They can't be associated with commercialism. Oh, gosh. No, uh. I forgot what I was gonna say. I'm just imagining. You can talk a lot about, uh, like, how much it sucks being a chef. Oh, yeah. Like, you work, like, 20. Or days, like six days a week. Oh. Like you're having basically no life. And all of you the You work in like a hot, small room. All the underlings uh. are like, we have no life outside of work. We don't make any money. This is our life. We're waking zombies at this point. Yeah. So we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. It could be worse. Seven people say it, it could, could be, be worse. worse. 
It's depressing as fuck. We don't see anybody going on like a coke bender, which happens in these restaurants all the fucking yeah. time. He was friends with the camera guy, so they didn't show that. Stuff. Oh, they didn't show so much. But you'd think they'd make him look good by throwing out one of his un- underlings who got too high and came to work, and he just has to be like the good guy. Throwing they had out. the guy that was out with a lady that one night. You sold me the stuff, Paul. Yeah. You sold me the stuff. Yeah. yeah. It was just to keep you going. So you could come to work. Not so you could go on your dates. <laughs> he was not like that at all, though. Like, he was super chill. He was, like, most time he had, like, a... Like you like, said, friends with the cameraman. Yeah, uh, sure. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like... He no. seemed he seemed less high strung than Oh yeah. He oh, demanded chefs, perfection of his employees, but that's what you do when you're trying to get Michelin stars. Yeah. He So he has this they intermediate all knew, time. Basically they all knew what they were signing he up for. Quits that place because they won't give him free reign. And he starts working on this massive project with uh, Dom DeLuise. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you know who that is, Jeff? Okay. <laughs> But he's like, he's like, okay, I got a call the other day. It's an his investor. Name's, his name's Drew Nez, Nesbit ne, Nipsit. Uh huh. So <laughs> Drew, a, a movie villain. Yeah. So he, he does look a, like a movie. He villain. gets a call from Dom DeLuise, and he's like, I want to fund you. I want to open a new restaurant in a good part of town. I, and I want to get Michelin stars. And I want to let you do whatever you want. Yeah, we we have a wallpaper going on the TV right now. And it's the Empire State. The Jolene just pulled up. This is a New York movie. 100%. Right. Oh, yeah. But... No, we got yelled at in the street. They he, cut that, too. He does look... And this dude's six foot. Paul Liebichek. Lieb- yeah. He, could, he was getting in fistfights all the time. This was New York in the early 2000s. And he's a chef. But we see Dom DeLuise's office... And he's got an ill-fitting suit on, a desk riddled with papers. He hasn't even started the project, and you can't find his papers. And every scene... He was good, though. Every scene, he's got a stogie. He were de- he he showed me that he actually did something. He, like, he wasn't this j- there to just be like, oh, I'm just taking the money of success. Yeah. Because he, he was a good did character. the detective work to find out when that guy was coming. That was so fun. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the opening first. That's the biggest crux of the movie is that we have 30 days to open. I know we've been following him for 10 years and it's a weird way to structure it now with this little microcosm of a movie. Yeah. 30 days till opening. Crunch. So they weren't sure when he was going to get to wherever this was, so they filmed him for 10 years. And then they're like, oh, it ha- it's happening. Are they still <laughs> filming? <laughs> they're going to release a second documentary. Uh, <laughs> Paul 2. Paul 2. A matters of taste. Matter of t- matter of tastes. A matter of tastes. <laughs> they have to be still filming. They have to be. The de- That's no, how they moved to America. So no, be, offered to be, no way to do it. It would be. Uh, it would be. What was this, this one called again? Serving. A matter of taste. Serving, serving up Paul Liebrand. Yeah. So this would be serving up Paul Liebrand a second taste. Yeah. <laughs> the main course. <laughs> <laughs> they go back and retrofit this one like Star Wars. Maybe he, maybe he's. This just, is the new hope. It's, it's going to be called uh, 
hors d'oeuvres. A matter of taste hors d'oeuvres yeah. with... Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we see the business side of it, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. They open, and it's great. I love seeing the the them like testing the menu and they're just like cooking the same things. Yeah, yeah, with over and yeah. over yeah, and over again. A bunch of times. In that, to like, see if it even in works. That one, in that one kitchen, he's like, "This is one of this guy's." Because the guy who invested him, he's like a successful restauranteur. Restaurateur. Restaurant. Yeah. yeah, he's like a guy that just opens up restaurants. He's yeah, like, he has a couple. Like, he was at what's that? Because he said like the first one he opened got three stars within. What was the one they went to as the Taiwanese place with the punny name? It was like... My house. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's like, you can test your food here. You get one out of a hot plate. (laughs) Fuck that. He's he's a molecular gastronomy mist. (laughs) And they give him an outlet and a hot plate. Yeah. The food all looked good in this, too. Oh, yeah. He had some real cool creations. I liked the little... Ice eggshell that you have. Well, it's like a dino egg. Uh Um, Really pretty, really colorful. That's one of his things. He goes minimal, but he likes really bold experiences. I love food. I love cooking. I think we all do. Mm -hmm. Um, It looks really tasty. Everybody likes his food. Anybody with, like, any. They say anybody with an inquisitive palate, which is kind of hot, hoity toity. But um, I like the scene where he's sitting in the living room or the dining room, and he's trying out this super tiny little flavoring thing, and he's like, it's terrible. It looks green. It's supposed to look yellow. The lighting in here is horrendous. Yeah. And I'm like, like, oh, look, it if is. I sit back, you can see a shadow. Can't have that. No shadows. That was funny. <laughs> it's, it's all the ridiculous aspects that go into, like, a fancy restaurant. No, I totally agreed with him. And Fuck then that went, bad yeah. lighting. It was, like, ice blue, white and lights. Went in, and he went in and, like, he's like, you need to stand with your hands behind your back. Yo, <laughs> so, like, a maitre d', yeah. He's like, you're slouching, stand with your hands back, at, with your hand on your back, and look attentive. <laughs> Which, you're trying, once again, you're trying to get a Michelin star. Every single one of them was grilled when they got hired and grilled. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and being like, listen, we're going to get a Michelin star. That's like being the Jedi of the kitchen. Like, Kung Fu Master. He won Astronomy, three. or ast- astronaut level training. He's like, this is commitment. This is a science lab, and if you fuck it up, I'm going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> All of you people that I've never met before reflect on me personally. Yes. Yeah. It's not just me in the kitchen, it's literally like 20 other people. Ooh, I saw those tiny little watermelon things. Those look tasty. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, like watermelon berries. I like that rich people in the mystery food. dish that he had, that guy had, that was like all rainbow colored or whatever. Oh, yeah. It was like a slice of avocado. It looked like it had been like marinated in balsamic vinegar, like something hot pink. Mm-hmm. It was really pretty. Um, so it goes great. And oh, let's talk about that detective scene that you brought up earlier. They're trying, so they open up, they get their opening night, and like it's just like a montage of detective five stars, four and a half stars, best thing ever, go eat here now. Blah, and blah. nobody cares because it's one, not the New York Times, and two, it ain't the tire people. Yeah. Well, they care because they're getting business. Yeah. And all the reviews are glowing. Yeah. They're just, oh my God, this one guy's essay in creative writing where he's just like, third of the way through the meal. That was the New York Times. That was like the big oh, one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. He's like, I forgot. 
about my food. Yeah. I would give this That's the three same stars. Guy. Even without a blowjob. That's the same guy who said that line. Because yeah. he was talking and stuff. <laughs> and apparently he goes to restaurants and he like gives fake names and goes... Yeah, because uh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, so obviously. I wanted to like, play it up just for him. And but the it's the like, age of the internet. You can totally look at what it looks like. Well, he calls them like payphones in the city. Where you can't trace... uses fake names. <laughs> You're telling me there's not a picture of him on the New York Times website? Right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> he goes to restaurants in like, like mugger outfits. Yeah, he's Kids. always in disguise. Yeah, okay, that's that's why he that? shaved bald so he can put on different wigs. Okay. Yeah, and wear different mustaches. <laughs> yeah, they have this scene where they're trying to figure out who it's fun. is based on like the names that they have, and they like were re- Reverse call the numbers and it comes up as a dead bird. They're like, yeah, we got it. <laughs> Star 69ing him. Can we do that without him knowing what, who we are? Yeah. Like the lead, the cigar, yeah. Don DeLuise asks. And his, the maitre d's like, yeah, boss. Yeah, we can. And she punches in the number and it's like, dan dan uh, It's... It's a number that's been disconnected. This is the point when, I, like, if it was one of those memes, it would be, like, where he takes a puff and then the sunglasses fall on his face as he's looking at the camera like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the name was, like, Timothy Burr. <laughs> Tim Burr. Oh, my God. And also, the people making reservations at this restaurant don't have their cell service cut off a week after they make reservations at this restaurant. Because... <laughs> The menu has five items, and none of them tell you the price. Each is $1,000, and the back says blowjob. The back <laughs> I, doubt, blow I doubt it's that much. I bet yeah. there's probably like maybe $500 for the... Yeah, probably. Yeah, depending pretty, on what you drink. It's still super pricey. The bottle of wine you get. Sure. It could become 1000 But... I mean, a pretty stocked winery. Oh, yeah. That's what he's doing. You have to. Like, yeah. that's his goal, is to be the, the... He wants the highest honor that a chef can get. Exactly. Um, it goes well. They get three stars from the New York Times, and the Michelin Man comes in and eats and gives them two stars. Two stars. Which was kind of a letdown because he's, he's it was a very like pessimistic at the tacked character. On at the end. And he's like, just like, oh, I'd like, be okay with that. And then he got two stars. Yeah, and you know they're still filming, so what are they building up to? <laughs> right. Well, he closed this restaurant and then opened up another restaurant called uh, The Owl. The Elm? The Elm. The Elm. That's a sexy name for a restaurant. That closed in, what, that closed in 2015. Yes. So now who knows what he's doing. Maybe he's retired. He's, he's still alive. He still only has two stars. Well, yeah. It's like the first thing on his IMDb page. That, well, it would be my first thing, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you play Apex Legends? Right. Like, you get to choose your little badges of, like, wait, and... <laughs> two you, Michelin stars. Yeah, that what, would be my top badge. they say that they're like, there's, like, what, like, 40-something two-star restaurants? In the world. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That, I, come on. I mean, uh, we how looked could up you not be happy with that? We some other notable chefs to see how many they have. They stack. Like, if you have a restaurant that has two stars or a restaurant that has one star, you yeah. then, as a chef, have three stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gordon Ramsay has 16 stars. Yeah. One three-star restaurant. And we were talking about this. You can't you can't possibly have more than one I three-star restaurant. I bet that restaurant. other guy does. Which, the top? Joel Robichon. How many stars does do they have? I'm going to look this He's guy up. 32. He's got 32 minutes. Second place stars. is 21. Yeah. There's a huge disparity. And then Ramsey. Yeah. Like 17. Yeah. And then it drops in half to 8. X to 8. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
wow, that is a competitive world. How do you get... How many people do you have to kill to get 30? <laughs> Maybe those are questions we shouldn't ask. I like how you were, uh, we were like, you, we get a bunch of three-star chefs, one of them oh, the you train yeah. under, that, like, give, like, talking about them or whatever, and you're like, There's oh a lot of God. testimonials. They look like fucking, like, this is like a different season, like a different incarnation of the same Doctor Who character or something every time. Every one of them looks like a different incarnation of Doctor Who. Every one of these three-star chefs. Yeah. It's... Amazing. Some of them are wearing scarves, some of them are in tuxedos. There's not a single redhead. Uh, so Joel Rubichon died in August 2018. Uh-oh. Um, R.I.P. He was named the Chef of the Century. Mm-hmm. This one or the last one? Probably the last century. Yeah, probably. Uh, restaurants. Oh, these are things we won't know. These are like these might as well be speak. He's got These might as well be Area 51. He's got for how accessible they are for three us. stars. Three restaurants with three Michelin stars. Wow. Can you pronounce the names of them? Uh no. Okay. Two of them are in China. Ooh. Alright. So that's fun. <laughs> so of the seventeen three stars. Restaurants, he has two of them. Wow. No, three. Three. three of he has three of them. Nine of his Michelin stars. Are so he has almost a fifth of the <laughs> yeah. in the world. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Do you think any Had of them are in airports? Like Wolfgang Puck? <laughs> That's exclusive because you have to buy a plane ticket to get into them. <laughs> you I ate a Wolfgang Puck restaurant in Disney World once. Oh, see, so you gotta buy a Disney ticket to get it. That's exclusive. <laughs> They don't just have those lying around where you can walk in willy-nilly off the street. It <laughs> <laughs> I remember being super excited for that. Because his name sounded like Wolf- fuck. Wolfgang Puck. No, because I knew he was like a famous chef. Oh, okay. Was it good? It was pretty good. What'd what you I get? Remember. Do you remember? I remember the calamari being really good. Oh, yeah. Squid. In the beginning of this, he's chopping up a pig head, and it almost seemed like a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's just covered in blood. Black. He's in a pig head with a cleaver, and he's like, if these pictures get out, I probably won't have a Michelin star rating. By the way, this guy... Which one? Paul? Paul, Paul uh, how do you say his last name? Lebrant? Lebrant. Looks a lot like... Uh, the star of Peep Show. Peep Show. <laughs> I I thought the same thing. Oh my god. Except he was taller and skinnier. You know the thing was, we were watching it in standard def. This guy. And oh, okay. Yeah. He lot. does look like him a lot. Well, a lot of this is testimonials into fucking cameras, which is all Peep Show is. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, well... I was orphaned at two, and then my house burned down. He was not. And then I was a runaway rail child. And then I learned to cook, foraging for scraps behind SeaWorld, which is where I got my love of seafood. And you're just, like, doing the eh, eh, arm pump from Peep yeah. Show. We always were talking about, like, how it was nice watching an SD, because it felt more authentic. It really felt like... A, watching a YouTube channel or something. A, a real person's YouTube channel. Rather than uh, ten years of footage, what's on the other? What's on the other tapes? <laughs> what are they hiding? What did we not see? Why did you film for ten years? <laughs> Maybe there was a long gap. 
Maybe they're like... So what, we filmed you in 2001? We'll be back in four years. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, contact to the beginning. He's yeah. like, I got another job. <laughs> All right, I'll bring the camera. <laughs> you know the deal. We made it in college. Yeah, what kind of deal is that? <laughs> you don't tell him I killed my girlfriend and I film you whenever you have a job. <laughs> Dark secrets. <laughs> Under the table. <laughs> oh, and he talked about, like, uh, you know, the laurels a little bit of being, like, a a high society, like, successful chef. He's like, yeah, you know, you get a bunch of people calling you, giving you compliments. You get a lot of girls that ask you out. He's like, I'm oh, sorry. I'm married to my kitchen. Uh-huh. Which means that doesn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, was, he was later on talking about how he do, uh, like trying to date, and he's just like, you know, I can get to where. Oh, this where, was. Where, <laughs> I can I can get to where they tell me their name and their occupation and where they're from, but after that, <laughs> I'm not boring. Yeah, I'm not he boring looks into the camera. <laughs> I'm not boring. <laughs> Uh, I felt that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not that he's not an amazingly talented person. He just can't talk it's to the ladies. Literally yeah. all he knows is cooking. Mm-hmm. Because he's working 18-hour days. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's doing the same thing over and over. He, no, because he's changing the he changes menu well, every yeah. night. All the time. <laughs> uh, overall, I liked it. It was a lot of fun. Um, it didn't have like a through point that some documentaries One thing have. Like I will it, say, it wasn't strung together with any sort just of just in terms of movie needs more soundtrack. Oh, you mean because it had one scene with music and then a song over the credits? Yeah, yes. I'm sitting there and we're 40 minutes in, and I'm like, I haven't heard a single song <laughs> this entire time. Just because it's a documentary. Doesn't mean you can't have music. Oh, one hundred percent. Like, come on. But then there's a scene where they're plating food, and all of a sudden it's, it's like, like, and it's like, where the fuck is there a band outside? And you know, I knew that he wasn't going to get three stars. You know how I knew this? Because his restaurant was because uh, of location. Location. His restaurant was next door to a liquor store. A all-night liquor store with a giant neon sign. You can't get over two stars with that glaring in the window. He no, got no. two stars with that next door, though. Oh, that's wonderful. He got that at the other papillion, too. Yeah. He's an amazing chef. I'm not... Uh, it's just... It seems like every two years he had a rise and a downfall in this movie. Yeah. That's how he put it, too. Uh, he... His... His restaurant, The Elm, closed in 2015. His last interview that oh, I did find... find romantic success, though. Yeah. He got married. Mm-hmm. He, they seemed pretty It happy. seemed like the events coordinator for the restaurant... What was it called? Cauldron? The final restaurant. Not... Cordon. 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 Yeah, yeah. It was the events planner for Cordon. He met her and asked her to date him, and so they basically, like, work-lived. I think it was the other way around. I think they were dating, and then he asked her to work for him. Oh, do you think so? I think that's what they said. Okay. So, his last interview that I can find, he's still alive, of course, but he hasn't been working at any restaurants since 2015. Uh, Polar Brandt did an interview for Eater in 2017 that you can listen to. He talks about his career, 
uh, cooking, his love of cooking, and the stress of owning and operating a restaurant. I can only imagine. But there's a 53-minute interview up on the Eater Upsell if you want to uh, delve a little deeper into this and get some background. Yeah. I mean, he was an interesting guy. Oh, yeah. Like, you got to admire someone who this was, has that passion and drive. This was such a sign of the times. You're watching it, and it's 2001, and he has a full-length black coat and neo-grease oh, hair. Oh, he really liked Nine Inch Nails. He oh, was wearing that Nine Inch Nails oh, shirt, like, yeah. several different days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, I would recommend it for sure. Yeah. It's only yeah. an hour and eight minutes, so this is not a big chunk of your time. No, it's a it little hard a to find, though. Like I said, it was made by HBO, but it is not available if you have HBO streaming services. It's like Go or whatever. You have to get a third party off Amazon to watch it. I'm a sucker for watching food get cooked. Oh yeah, like I think it's satisfying. most people are. There's an entire fucking network devoted to it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, <laughs> uh, Justin and I used to go to planet fitness a lot, uh, like four years ago yeah. now. And it, we would always watch the monitors. We'd just do the treadmills and the weights and stuff. And we'd, we'd always, always have the food, the food channel. And you could just see people like salivating, just walking ever towards the food. Yeah. Planet that fitness also had castle. free pizza. No castle. Was the other uh, thing that yeah. was always on. It was Food Network and Castle. Talk about trying to like give retention to the people who are coming to your gym by giving them free pizza and yeah, bagels. It, well, what was that like? <laughs> the first Wednesday of every month, they had free pizza, and we would go at it. That was fun. Uh, we would uh, we would get really high and go to the gym, <laughs> and it was a blast. It's great because you forget how many reps you do, so you just do extra. <laughs> you get real in tune with your body. I mean, okay, people have been saying working out and getting high go together since before time. Like, Arnold has videos about this. But yeah, whatever. Um, Planet Fitness. Oh, remember when you tried to get a fucking job there? I did. We went in every day that summer. I got to, uh, like, three interviews. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that guy who would go in there just with a pillow and take a nap? Oh my god. <laughs> Not all heroes wear capes. He'd go into the specialized 30 minute cardio zone and lay down and take a nap. <laughs> it was fucking great. Did they just let him do that? Because he wasn't Ju looking. No judgment. No judgment. It's yeah. <laughs> letter tag. Wow. I flashed that card all the, the time when I was a zone. member. He no judgment. It, he thought it carried out to other places. It still does. <laughs> He's like, I got a card that someone gave me this. No says, judgment. No judgment. <laughs> if you enforce something, it's legit. <laughs> so, it's legit. <laughs> no judgment, sir. I'm a black card carrying member of Planet Fitness in 2014. <laughs> oh, my apologies. <laughs> it's like having a top fan badge, fan badge on Facebook. <laughs> My voice matches. <laughs> uh, Alright. Recommends all around. So yeah, definitely see it really short. I haven't watched... I've watched a lot of TV about cooking. I haven't watched a lot of movie documentaries about cooking. So as far as like... You know, as like documentaries go, 
about Chefs? I don't know how to... I don't really have much to compare it to. It was... It's hard to call this a movie. It was... It was a short introspective that took ten years to film. <laughs> I'm still getting hung up on that. Josh, what are you going to make your next list about? You have a couple of options, themes to choose from. Yeah, I mean, it's nothing fancy I've got. Is your next list uh, movies with a production time of ten years or more? <laughs> <laughs> I might make it happen. <laughs> oh my god, that would be fun. <laughs> I have. Uh, I can think of a couple right off the top of my head. <laughs> Nothing that specific. I have a J horror list. I have an anime list because someone in this room hasn't seen Frozen yet. And then I have a live action anime film list. Oh, oh that one. That's the one I want. That's probably the one. Okay. We haven't seen the Mister Rogers documentary yet, though. Oh, I still got to make a new list. No, too. that's a floater. That's on. Yeah, you yeah. both do. Yeah. Um. But uh, if you guys like food stuffs, I'd recommend Chef's Table. Mm-hmm. It's a Netflix series. It's basically like every episode is an hour long. It's basically a documentary about a different chef every episode. It's really, really cool. I just realized Justin got cheated. You should have made a new list before we rolled. I don't care. Oh, shit. You so shouldn't have got shouldn't chosen. Have <laughs> False cursed, prophecy. Cursed movie. False prophecy. Cursed movie. <laughs> That's so going to be the tagline for this episode. <laughs> the moon is going to turn to blood and fall from the sky. Josh's movie was chosen reverently. <laughs> A new age of evil shall descend upon the land. Uh, but before that happens, if you want to check out our other podcast, Amazeballs, you can find us at podcast.com and on the iTunes podcast app. Amazeballs talks about TV anthology series uh, from years past, sci-fi, horror, fantasy, comedy. We've been getting into some new fun ones like The Twilight Zone. Uh, our, uh, you can find us on Facebook at FapCheck at uh, Gmail at FapCheck at gmail.com and also our YouTube channel, which is fap check. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you guys want to plug? All those things. You want to do some plugs? I don't got no plugs. You got anything to plug in? Get turned no, on. I don't got no plugs. All right. Until next time, I'm Austin. I'm Josh. I'm Justin. This is, have you seen? What? What are you giggling about? What? Say before you turn the mic off, because you, you got some winners after I turn the <laughs> mic off, and then it's like, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Why are we even doing this? <laughs> I don't got anything. All right. You got anything on last week's movie? The Devil's Advocate? Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. You're supposed to do your yeah, you're supposed to have research. one piece of trivia for the last movie every time. Remember, it's, yeah. it's Josh's it's last, my job. Uh, last week. This Josh's week. last gasp. <laughs> this will be this will be my job report. Last week, this mine, week. So. Oh, you're right. Yeah. All right. Uh, how did you originally come across this? Uh, I was binge-watching a lot of, like, chef documentaries with my friends, mainly Chef's Table, like, but we watched a couple of other... Was he on Chef's Table? Is that how you know uh, about No, it? no, he wasn't. Okay. We watched a bunch of Chef's Table, and we decided to see what other documentaries there were, and this was fun. Why'd you choose this one out of all of those? It was one we could find. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's a couple others I want to see, though. There's a sushi one. Oh, that'd be Is fun. it like Euro Dreams of Sushi? Euro Dreams? Yeah, that's on yeah, Netflix right that's now, Netflix, I think. I think. Jiro Dreams of Sushi is really good. There's not that many chef documentaries, at least when you look. Have you mm-hmm. seen the movie Chef? No. No. I, don't know. I might put that on the list. Okay. That has is that a documentary or is that just a movie? 
That has Ed O'Neill's wife from Modern Family in it, right? It's a movie. Yes. Yeah, it's a movie. I think it might be a Netflix original. It's about a food truck. A chef? No, it wasn't a no, it's Netflix. No. Oh. But is it about a food truck? Yeah, it's definitely about a food truck. <laughs> okay. Until but next he's, time. He's like a, a chef, like, yeah. a, like a high, fancy chef. It's, uh, what's the guy's name? John Favreau. Oh, okay. And he's married to Sophia Varega. <laughs> In fiction world. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.